Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Praise God, man, he is so good. Man, can we take a moment just before we even dive into the word and continue in that act of worship? Can you surrender your heart and your life as we come into this space of hearing the word of God? Let's, let's posture ourselves in a place of hearing. There's power when you position your ear to hear, when you position your eye to see what God wants to do in you. Come on, let's pray right now. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come into the midst of our houses, come into our hearts. Lord God, settle and rest upon this place. For we know that where you hover, just like in the beginning, when you hovered over the waters, the word of God spoken activates a miracle. It activates a breakthrough. It activates something in the natural. So we thank you, God, so much for your word that's gonna activate what happens in this place as Holy Spirit is here. I pray for everybody's heart right now that you would open us up to hear what you wanna say to us. Lord God, let us write it down. Let it put, put it on tablets. Let it write it down on our wrists and in our Bibles and in our journals to have that place of total transformation as we renew our minds with your word today. We love you, God, and we trust you in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I am so ready to dive into this word. We started a new series last week called Committed, question mark, committed. Come on, are you ready to fully commit to Christ? Are you ready to step into a life of purpose? If you are, man, this series is gonna rock you. It is not just a set of talks. It's not just a time of a journey that you're on. This is gonna be the greatest adventure of your life when you fully commit to Jesus, when you fully step in and say, I am all in. So if you're ready, come on, put in the comments right now and say, I'm all in, I'm all in. I encourage you, if you missed last week, jump in. That is the greatest, most dangerous question that Jesus asks us to follow him. We really dove into what does it look like to follow Christ? It's an all-in commitment. Well, today I want to change gears a little bit and talk about the commitment to forgive. The commitment to forgive. You see, I'm coming to you totally on the other side of a very dark place that I've been. Man, I was in a place where I went through some things a few years ago that set me and caused me to be in a pit. I mean, it was a pit of despair, it was a dark place. Here we were, we were launching a brand new church in Philadelphia. We felt the call of God in our lives and coming to this space, I could not fully enjoy where I was. I felt my, found myself in a place where I couldn't get out of bed. There are days where I just, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to face another day. And I remember days when Ashley would come to me and say, you need help. There's something going on in your life. You need help. We've got to get over this. And I don't know if you, you find yourself there. Maybe today, maybe you have a loved one that's in that space where they're caught. They're stuck in a pit. 
man, I know I'm talking to some people today that, man, you've been hurt by something, you've been hurt by someone, and you're trapped in a pit. You find yourself in walls of isolation. You find yourself in walls where you can't dream. Everything looks like an obstacle. Maybe you have loved ones where you're looking at them saying, I wish they could get out of that place. And it causes all things in their life to be a place of failure. Man, I hope someday I can tell you the full story. But today, all I need you to know is this. There was a time a few years ago that people in my life hurt me deeply. And it caused me to be in a very dark place. But I am talking to you today from a place of freedom. And if you're ready, if you're ready, I know that God wants to bring you into a space of total freedom. Are you ready to get out of that pit? Sometimes we don't understand the consequences and the life that comes with unforgiveness. When you go through hurt and trauma, things happen. Psychology is proving and they're looking into the mind and how intricate it is that we protect ourselves as human beings. When you go through things in your life, maybe you've been hurt by a person or hurt by even religion. Maybe you, you were a part of a church and things went on with either the leadership or people in the church or something happened where you saw something or something was done to you. And all of a sudden that trauma marked you. That person hurt you. Maybe you were in a relationship and the relationship went south. And now you got trust issues. Something happened to you. Trauma happened. And therefore you are marked by that thing. And if not taken care of, if not dealt with, you will stay in the pit of unforgiveness. And let me tell you, unforgiveness is a prison. Not for the perpetrator. Not for the person who wronged you. Not for the thing that came against you. Not for them. It is a prison for you. And that's why today is so important that when you come into this life with Christ, that you deal with things and come into the life of freedom. You see, this church has an incredibly huge vision to transform a city. And you have a huge part in it. There's no accidental, crazy coincidence that you came and you're part of this family. Whether you're in Philadelphia or you're around the, the country, I don't know where you're coming in from, but the fact that you're tuned into this stream, you're a part of this family, you're plugged in, is for a reason. There's a reason God placed you where you are. There's a reason God placed you with those personality and the character that you carry, all the talents and gifts, is so on purpose. The Bible says that God intricately put you together. I Meaning He didn't just throw things in and, and whatever came out, came out. He did it on purpose. All the quirks, all the things, Ashley always says, all the things, all the words, everything about you is on purpose. And therefore, to, in order to set the captives free, that's our purpose. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, the authority that I walked in to set the captives free, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, and to bring people into the kingdom of God, I now give to you. That's the great commission on our life. Uh, my friend in our prayer room said the other day, it's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. It's not something that God suggests to us. Hey, if you have time, by the way, get to this. No, no, he said, it's the great, it's the great command on your life. That is the mandate on you. And this church, that is our vision, to transform a city, to set captives free. But if you aren't free, you cannot set others free. And sadly, this is where 90%, probably even more, of Christians live 
and they're afraid to death to, to step out and to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim freedom because they themselves are not free. And you might find yourself there today where you are not truly free. But if you are not coming out of a place of freedom, if you're not coming out of a place of total hope, Paul says, all the old things pass away. Dead, I am dead, to, dead in myself, but alive in Christ. That's the, that's the fulfillment of the gospel in our lives, that Christ lives in us. And therefore, everything that's in Christ now is present in our lives. And if you are living in a place of unforgiveness, my friend, today, I want to set you free. I want to help you get out of that pit and get into your promised land. So if you're ready, come on, let's go. I know there's freedom in the Spirit of God. There's freedom where the Spirit of God is. And so, man, we've already invited His presence in. I wanna give you um, some words today that will help you um, step into that life of freedom, the life of freedom. Hallelujah. I wanna look at Matthew chapter six, verse 12. And this is smack dab right after the first line of the, the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Now, disciples were asking because Jesus always, when he came out of the secret place with God, things happened. When he came out from God, miracles would take place, that the place would transform, the kingdom of God would come into that space. So out of all things they could have asked Jesus, this was the top priority, Lord, Whatever you do in that secret place, teach us how to pray. So Jesus teaches him. He says, you know, we, we know the scripture, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. That's what we're praying over this year. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he says in verse 12, he turns and he says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us our debts, that which someone owes us, right? That which we owe God. Forgive us the debts that we owe you as we have already forgiven those that owe us. Now, this is super powerful. The, the, the secret that Jesus unlocks for us is the power of forgiveness. See, what Jesus did on the cross, now, you have to actually back up just a little bit. Because before Jesus, we lived in this cycle of atonement. And you'd always have to come and ask for forgiveness and ask for atonement for your sins. And there was never enough sacrifice. There was never enough bloodshed that would cover your sins completely. So when Jesus came, it was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect, uh, perfect lamb of God that was slain so that his blood paid the full price in that space, forgiveness was all of a sudden birthed. Grace and mercy flowed out of Jesus. And out of that space now, we have been forgiven. Come on, somebody, get excited because the Lord has forgiven us. See, the foundation of forgiveness, the foundation of forgiveness is being aware and fully understanding what He has done for us. If you want to know the foundation of where to start in forgiveness, you have to fully understand and grasp what Jesus did for you. Because until you fully understand what he paid for, 
until you fully grasp the gospel that you are in yourself, you are born into a sinful nature. Therefore, the, the cause of sin, the law of sin is death and hell and Hades to pay. When you know that, when you know that the chains of sin leads to a path of destruction and there is no way out besides what Jesus did for you to pave the way for you to get to heaven and have forgiveness, you understand that your debt couldn't be paid by anything else than Jesus' blood for you. When you understand that, when you understand the price that was paid for you, then you can fully step into giving the same thing away to others. But my friend, if you're just gonna jump into this with your human self and say, I'm just gonna forgive everybody. I'm just gonna do it on my own. I'm gonna forgive, forgive, forgive. Then you will, you will stay at this natural human level of conditional forgiveness. I promise you, I've seen so many do it where they'll forgive until an offense happens again. See, I knew they would do it again. I knew they were gonna mess up again. I knew they were gonna do that thing that hurts me again, and it's conditional forgiveness. But when you step in and you realize, wow, I did nothing. Jesus died on the cross even when I disowned him, even when I backslid, even when I didn't choose him, he chose me and paid the price. And Jesus says, hey, if you wanna know how to pray, this is how you pray, Lord, Forgive me my debt, the thing I couldn't pay back, as I also then in turn forgive those who can't pay back their debt to me. You see, that hurt that happened to you, that hurt caused by someone else or something, that trauma that took place in your life will never be able to pay you back. You'll never be able to get enough revenge I don't care how many superhero movies you watch and seeing the, the superhero have revenge and getting there. I'm telling you, it's all false reality. There is no revenge. There is no place of fulfillment in that revenge. The fullness of God is in the face of Christ and what he did for us. And those that hurt you, those that wronged you will never be able to pay you back. And when you come to that understanding that you realize that they can't pay you back, you can't pay the Lord, then you come into a space where he has freely given, so you freely give. When you're in that space, you are flowing in the full commitment to forgiveness. And breaking through the wall of hurt, I, I remember being in a space of totally just numbing out. I remember calling my uncle and saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I get up and I, I just, I don't have... You know, I don't have a desire to do anything. I, I find myself in a room of people, but feeling so isolated and alone. I find myself not being able to connect fully to my family, to my kids. You know, I, I'm in the room, but I'm not present. You know, and I, I talked to him and he, and he talked about how our brains, when we go through trauma, go into a place of numbing out. I don't know if you feel that. And, and different people do it differently. You know, maybe you've had trauma and now you turn to alcohol to numb out. Maybe you turn to drugs to numb out. Maybe you turn to pornography to, to numb out. Well, whatever you do, maybe self-harm is your thing. Whatever your thing is, you, you numb out. Mine was just going spacey. I would just, I would just daydream and, and not be present in the space that I was. I was in a room, but I wasn't there. I was numbing out. And this is what Paul talks about is transformation happens by renewal of the mind. Now that renewing process is a healing process. I remember in that space where 
man, I was dealing with the, the anger and the bitterness and the, just the sadness that came with the hurt. And I remember in that space thinking, there is no way out. And reading the scripture and saying, God, I want to renew my mind. I want to step into that space of being transformed, of fully engaging with my future. But I found myself caught by my past and not being able to move into the promised land that I knew God spoke over me. And you have a word on your life. God has spoken a future of a hope, not a future of, 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 of things that are, are broken and, and uh, destroyed, but he has given you a future of hope. That's what he spoke over you. And I remember being in that space of, man, the gap and saying, God, I know what you spoke, but I know what I feel. And I know what's, what's ahead, but I don't know how to get there. And it was the process of renewing. Honestly, I jumped into this book called Switch On Your Brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. It was the most transforming book where she broke down the study of, of training your brain with your mind power. Man, it was insane. She brought scripture and science together and really talked in that. I remember going on the 21-day the detox of my mind. And I want to share that resource with you. So we're going to make sure that that's in the comments so you can download it. Because this was the first step. It was the first step of making a decision because in order to break out of that pit, you have to make a decision to commit to the disciplines of breakthrough. You have to get things in order and say, God, I'm coming to you fully understanding what you did on the cross because that's the number one. The foundation of forgiveness is being alive in Christ. Let me tell you, if you come at this thing of trying in your own power or putting these three steps into place, you're going to miss the whole thing. The first and most crucial part is that relationship with Jesus is locking eyes with him. I'm telling you, the, the Bible talks about how John baptized with water, but Jesus baptized with what? The Holy Spirit and what? Fire. Why? Because fire refines. I've talked to way too many Christians, way too many people that deal with sin over and over and over again. Why? Because they're going with the old way of thinking. Jesus came in and the religious people were like, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to have these things in place. Jesus came in to baptize us with a whole new power, Holy Spirit and fire. Fire refines. When fire comes in, all impurities go away. It, all of a sudden you're consumed with God. And I've talked to way too many Christians that are in the perpetual cycle of sin. They're in the perpetual cycle of anger and bitterness and doubt. And they always come back to that unbelief because they're not renewed by the fire. The fire of God is what's powerful and effective. So the foundation of this whole thing, you have to get locked in to the eyes of Christ. You have to have his power and fire in your life. I promise you that's going to take care of 99% of the problem. The rest of it we're going to talk about is the renewing of our minds, the detox, right? The coming into the space of saying, all right, these are the thoughts I don't want in. You know, Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about the, the new neurons that come in and you have to train them every day. Are they going to be positive? They're going to be negative. We talk about that with a grateful heart, right? We enter into the, the gates with thanksgiving. But we have to decide what future we are committed to. We talked about that, that um, definition of commitment. You're locking yourself to the future of what you're committed to. And so if you want to be locked into unforgiveness and locked into bitterness and anger, I can tell you the path you're headed on. I know where you're headed. 
you're headed to the prison and the pit and you're gonna stay there as long as you hold on to that future of that. Because the, the, the ultimate future of sin, which unforgiveness is one of those. If you lock into that, then the Father's heart cannot fully get in you. Christ cannot fully be alive in you. He said, forgive me as I forgive others. It's a flow. As we accept his forgiveness, then we can fully forgive others. But we have to decide, we have to commit to the future of being healed and whole. Are you ready to commit to that life of stepping into the promised land? You cannot settle for denial. And that's, that's where I think a lot of people stay is in the place of denial. That didn't, that couldn't happen. I lived there for so long saying there's no way they did that. There's no way this is reality. There's no way that person would steep to that level. There's no way. And maybe you're there in the place of denial. You have to move from denial to decision. It's time to make a decision today that I am getting out of this pit. I'm no longer gonna allow this prison to trap me. I'm making a decision to move on. One of the biggest prayers that we prayed constantly and that we would talk about all the time, as I told Ashley, I said, no matter what happens uh, with the other side, no matter what happens with, with you know, the people involved, we will always keep the heart of Joseph. That was our biggest prayer. Lord, give us the heart of Joseph. See, Joseph was a man that was wronged by his family, right? Thrown into the pit, sold into slavery, found himself in the prison. I mean, read the story in Genesis. I think it starts in like chapter 37 and goes on. It's an incredible story of how one man went through so much, but, but through the power of forgiveness, stayed in a place of blessing. And the Lord's hand was on him the entire time. And I said, Ashley, this is where we will stay as a family. I've made the decision. I, I got out of the place of denial. It's like, what is happening in my life? No, no, no. We are making the decision. We will be those with the heart of Joseph. I love the scripture in Proverbs. And I want to turn there today. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 21. Would you turn with me there? Proverbs chapter 25, verse 21. And it says this, it says, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. Now, I always read this as a child and thought, oh man, you heap burning coals. You're burning your enemy like burn, <laughs> you know, like, like it's a bad thing. Like, man, if you, if you, you know, if you think, if you uh, give them food where they're hungry, you're just going to curse them. But actually in the Bible times, I want to show you this today because this, this was super freeing to me, this mental picture. See, back in the Bible times, every house didn't have furnaces or air conditionings or all that. They would have a pit of fire. They would keep the house warm. And there's this, this story was about that where in the middle of the night, if your enemy runs out of fire, right? The fire runs out. They would bring a bucket to their neighbor and they would knock on the door in the middle of the night and say, hey, can we have some burning coals from your fire so that we can light our fire again? And he was saying that in this, you heap burning coals on your, your enemy's head. Now, what this means is they would have the bucket and they would fill it with the burning coals and then they would place it on their head because this is how they carry things around. And they would carry it back to their house in order to place the coals in their fire. 
And then from that, they would have this mark on their head from the burning coals in their bucket. Now, this was the picture of the blessing to those who curse. This is what God is calling us to as a people of God, as a chosen generation, as people who are called according to his purposes and his will, that we give burning coals. We say that is the true place of forgiveness is when we see our enemy in need and we say, you know what? We're going to bless in the midst of that because that is where the Lord rewards. How many want to live in God's favor? How many want to live in God's blessing? Can I tell you that all throughout these years of us keeping our hearts right, us doing the right thing in the midst, us even in the midst of, of times when you know, it was hard to love, it was hard to give uh, forgiveness in that space, but heaping burning coals is where the Lord rewards, is when we give out of that place of forgiveness. Forgiveness started with me, with praying for enemies. You know, we read this in the scriptures. It says, pray for your enemies, right? Turn your cheek. I mean, all these things of what we are supposed to do as Christ followers. And it's one thing to say, I forgive you. And you might start there today. Because you just need to say it like, man, I forgive that person. I forgive that person. But the, the process of forgiveness happens in the closet when you're praying with God. And I remember praying these prayers. God, I'm going to pray for my enemy. I'm going to pray for those who have wronged me. I'm going to pray for those who have hurt me until your heart becomes mine. That is the space, the process of forgiveness is when we come into a space of praying blessing, praying favor, heaping burning coals and lighting the fire of those that have wronged us. And I remember praying those prayers, Lord, bless them. Lord, love. And at first, can I tell you that these prayers will feel so fake. I remember being in that space and saying, God, I don't even know if this is genuine, but I want to pray it until it becomes my heart. And that's the decision you got to make. You step into a place saying, I am committed to the place of healing. I am committed to the place of the promised land. I don't want to stay here in unforgiveness. I don't want to stay here in the pit. So Lord, I'm going to pray until it becomes what I believe. Come on, some of you got to get those prayers in your heart. You need to start praying for those who have hurt you, praying for those who have wronged you and say, Lord, bless them. Man, it might feel crazy. You might feel like so ingenuine, but I promise you, the more you pray, the more you stay in the Father's arms, the more you stay in that place where you're praying to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, search me. Help me, Lord God. Help me to step into this place where I forgive, where I love, where I can look at those that have wronged me with a heart that is broken for them. It's in that space that the Lord rewards. It's in the place where the Lord rewards. I love this story of Joseph, and I just want to look at the last part of it in Genesis chapter 45. And I, again, I encourage you to read the whole thing because it's such a good story. But I want to look at the end after all the wrong, after all the things that took place, where Joseph had every right. Again, this is the debt that no one can repay. You have to remember that. Your perpetrators will never be able to repay you. And Joseph was in a place where his brothers, his family would never be able to repay him for the wrong done. Never. They were never able to give enough to repay what had been done to him. But here we find Joseph. And this is the heart I pray for. This is what I'm praying over you, that you stay in a place of blessing and favor. Look at Genesis chapter 45, verse number eight. 
And Joseph was with his brothers. They had come into the land after not seeing him for years. Now Joseph was raised up to a place of leadership and authority. Their famine hit the land. Nobody had food. Nobody had grain. I mean, everybody was coming to Joseph to get food. What a position that God had placed him in. And this goes back to his dream that he even had back in the day where he had his brothers bowing to him. I mean, this was all coming full circle in this space. This was a great moment for a told you so. This is a great moment for Joseph to be like, ah, you remember that thing I said like way back long ago and y'all didn't remember? Y'all didn't believe me? Hello, here I am, y'all have arrived. But no, he doesn't. Check it out. In verse eight it says, so then, uh, this is Joseph speaking to his brothers. He says, so then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Whew, that's what you gotta understand. You are not in the hands of your perpetrator. You are in the hands of God. And when you step into this life of forgiveness, when you step into this space, God is leading you. God is pouring favor on you. God is blessing you. Not those that have wronged you, not those that have hurt you, not even those that are for you. They can't do enough. The Lord's hand will be upon you. In that space, he says, now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children, grandchildren, your flocks, herds, and all you have, I will provide for you there. <laughs> oh man, Joseph, he's pushing the limits. He's not just forgiving. Now he's in a space where his heart is broken for those who have wronged him. He is in a space of blessing those who have cursed him. He is pouring, heaping, he's heaping those coals on their head and said, I will light your fire. I know it's gone out, but let me bless you because that is the space that the Lord rewards. That is the place, the place of God's favor on your life. Come on, somebody. He says, you shall live in the region of Goshen. I will take care of you. In verse 11, he says, I'll provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will be destitute. Come on. Joseph understood something. He understood stepping into the life of unforgiveness is a life of freedom. It's a life of freedom. But here's what you got to do. Number one, we got to renew our minds. We got we to understand what God did what Jesus did on the cross. And when we accept that forgiveness, when we step into that life of understanding what God did for us, then now we can freely give it to others, saying they're never gonna be able to repay me. And, and maybe they're in a space of total hatred and total whatever, but you know what? I forgive because my Father has forgiven me. And then we renew our minds in the scripture. We say, Lord, renew me. Help me to love. Help me to forgive. Help me to bless. And we come into a space of total freedom. And that's the space where Joseph found himself. And then we come into a space where we face it head on. <laughs> this is what I'm praying over you that you face that thing head on. You cannot live in a life of denial, walking around, just kind of hoping it doesn't come up, hoping it doesn't you know, stick its head out and from out of the corner. Come on, I'm telling you, God wants to have you bold and faith-filled to step into that space and have spiritual authority. God has given you 
the authority of freedom. He said, where the Spirit of the Lord is there, it's freedom. We have the Spirit in us, therefore we declare liberty. This is what God is gonna do all this year. As Change Church steps up, we're gonna transform this city by setting the captives free. We don't come in and beg people. We don't come in and beg the Lord to move. We declare freedom from a place of victory. This is what I believe God is gonna do in your life. That as you step out of this pit and you step into a place of total freedom, you come out of a space of victory. We don't beg. We don't, we don't think, oh, we hope someday we'll get to the promised land. No, we come from the promised land. We say, hey, let me help you get to this space of freedom. Let me help you take the steps I took to step into this life of decision to say, I am following Christ. I am fully committed to forgiveness because when I forgive, God's forgiveness flows into me and through me. And that is the place that the Lord rewards. That is the place of the children of God to dwell. It's the place of the promised land. Come on, we've got to face it head on. And you have to understand that those things are not allowed into your future. When you commit to the future of being in the promised land, when you commit to forgiveness, you are saying no to all the past things. I'm preaching today from my grandfather's Bible. Pappy, he was a, a mighty man of God. He passed the legacy of prayer down. Both of my grandfathers on both sides, they passed down a legacy of prayer. I learned how to pray by watching them. I learned how to preach by watching them because they would, they would read this word like it was the words of the Father. And I said, I wanna do that. It was a legacy that passed down. And you know, I am making a decision for me and my family. I'm going to pass down the legacy of forgiveness. I will not settle in the land of bitterness. I will not settle in the land of anger. I will not live with this tendency to hate, this tendency to, because that's what it's gonna do. If you don't forgive those who have hurt you, you are gonna live in a life where you hurt others. You are gonna hurt those around you. You're not gonna be able to be present. You're gonna numb out. You're gonna live in this isolation, in this place where you are not able to trust Hey, I'm telling you, today we're making the decision. That is not allowed into our future. That is not allowed into our promised land. And me and, as, as for me and my house, as for me and Ashley, we've made that decision. Hey, we will live in love. We will always forgive. We will always be in a place of hope because we have stepped out of the pit. Now we're in the promised land. You have to decide what are you living in? Where are you settling? I know what's happening. I know it hurts. I know life is real. Life is real. And sometimes it scars us and takes us to a deep, dark space. I know, I know I've been there. But can I tell you, I'm speaking to you from the other side. I'm saying there is hope for you, my friend. There is hope. In Jesus, there is hope. There is life everlasting. There is freedom and so much freedom that now I am setting others free. You can be the same. You can step into this life where you are breaking the chains where Jesus said, I'm appointed to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to open up the gates, to let the chains disintegrate in the presence of my God. That is the future. That is the promised land that I am creating for this home. And I encourage you to create it for your home, for your heart, for your future. What promised land are you settling into? I know that God has great and mighty things for you. He has an incredible future for you. But if you live in the place of unforgiveness, if you don't fully commit to a life of forgiveness, then I promise you it'll be a trap and a prison 
and you will never be able to set others free. And the Father's heart for you is that you are not only free, but you are free indeed. It's the big exclamation mark. It's the period. Enough. Enough with that chapter. Enough with that depression. Enough with living in, in fear and living with those generational curses on you and those, those feelings of anger rising up. Enough is enough. Today is the day the Lord wants to set you free. And some of you today, you're going to make that decision to make Jesus the Lord. That's where it all begins in a relationship with the Father who forgave you. He forgave you of all your sin. I don't care what you've done, I care how bad it looks, Jesus forgave it all. And He loves you so deeply. And He loves you so much to bring you out of that pit of despair, out of that dark space, and into the light, into the promised land where you are full of hope. And in that hope, we, we pray this prayer, God fill us with hope so that we can have the excess of joy and peace it's the abundance of who He is. And it comes in freely when you accept Him into your life. And I want to pray for you to make that commitment today for the Spirit of the Lord to be in your space. So let's pray right now. If you want to step into that life of freedom, maybe you have someone in your life that is dealing with those things and you want to be that agent of change. You want to be that hope and that voice of life. I remember all the voices that spoke into me at that time, man, in that space where, where my, my mentors or the people that love me dearly would speak into me saying, you can do this. You can do this. You can get out of this. Come on. You can stand up. You can move forward. I know you can. And they spoke life. It was the, what the Bible talks about, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And when you speak that life today, you can speak that for somebody. Or maybe some of you that you are in that pit and you need this word spoken. You need the spirit of God to fill you up. Hey, right now, would you lift your hands? Would you lift your hands right now? I'm going to pray for you right through this screen and God's going to touch you. His spirit's going to come down to your heart right now. He's going to give you a peace and a joy that's going to pass all understanding. I'm telling you, you might be in a space of total brokenness up to this point, but I'm promising you that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I'm going to pray that right now. Would you just receive this? Jesus, we thank you so much for your freedom. God, and you said where your spirit is, there is total freedom, freedom indeed. So God, I pray that right now that your spirit would come down into that place, fill every heart, fill every mind, God. I pray for those that have been broken by things, by people, by, by past situations. God, I pray right now that a healing flow would come into their home. A healing flow would come into their hearts right now. Holy Spirit, we let you come and do your work. You are the great counselor. You are the great physician. You are the great healer. By your stripes, God, we are healed. You already paid the price. You already paid for all of our debts. So right now, God, I pray right now for a healing flow to come right now into their space. God, I pray for everyone who has uh, family members or loved ones or people in their life that are in the pit right now. Fill them with the Spirit of God that they would walk not in a spirit of timidity, not in a spirit of fear, but in love and power and self-discipline right now. God, I pray you fill them with that power. They would declare liberty over their home. They would declare liberty and freedom over those they love, over those they see in the pit. They would declare that the power of their words would bring life. God, you said to Jeremiah, you said, can these dead bones live? 
And then he said, yes, Lord, with you all things are possible. And he said, prophesy to the dead bones. Hallelujah. And today we do that. We declare life and liberty over those that are in decay, over those that are stuck in the bondage of unforgiveness. Right now, we just release that forgiveness flow. Let the blessings of God come, Lord God, as we forgive, as we release to you. Lord Jesus, we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.